Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. On behalf of Pastors David and Nicole Binion, thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church. Now, let's listen to today's message. The title of our message today is... Forward. Now, what were you going to say? We were talking about what you wanted to say at the, at the top of this yesterday. Well, we were talking about really this last year and a half, right? And the season that our, our nation has been in, the world has been in, and the church... Uh, the season that the church has been in and um, well there's there's been such controversy in the realm of politics uh, in the medical realm in racial tension Mm -hmm. and whether we like it or not all of this has impacted the church we've got it backwards the church is not to be affected by the culture of the world. Our purpose in the earth is to change the culture of the world. We are the light of the world. We are salt and light. And we intend to reverse this demonic attack. It's nothing less than a demonic attack to intimidate the church. It's important for us to understand the season we're in and the season we're headed for. It's important that we put ourselves into the season. It's uh, in 1 Chronicles, the 12th chapter in the 32nd verse, it talks about the sons of Issachar who understood the seasons and the times. It's important that we understand who we are, where we are, and when we are. Uh, the pressure, the beating down of the culture. There's been no end to the controversy. The division in the government has made its way into the church, like what you just shared. The whole world condition is nothing short of a demonic attack on the church. And the discouragement in the church has been overwhelming. I would say at Dwell, we've been blessed. Uh, I feel like we're in a little bit of a bubble um, but, but we know and we sense the discouragement in the, in the global church uh, that, that, you know, that is there still currently. And, um, so, much, so much so that you're, you find yourself in an environment in different places, different churches as we travel, where you, you, you have to tiptoe. You don't know what to say. What, what do we do about this? It's, and so it, it's... It's an effort to silence the voice of the church. It's it's a spirit of intimidation. We have to understand uh, not just what's going on in the natural realm. We have to understand what's going on in the invisible realm. Yeah, come on, come on. So as pastors, we have uh, asked ourselves, you know, I think Dwell Church, when, when the pandemic hit, Um, You know, in the spirit, we are a very mature body, but in the natural, we are a very young body. And so as pastors, we have, you know, navigated this season. It's like, do we move forward? Do we have church? Do we not have church? Do we make masks, um, you know? 
mandate required or not uh do, will anybody come to the service then some people leave the church for shallow reasons we're not following you you did this you said too much you said too little you didn't give me the position i wanted Ugh. that's the, that's that is the spirit of the culture infiltrating yes. the church and people become a part of this this thing hey, i ain't i ain't going I'll just, in, in fact, maybe they've got good attitudes. Maybe they're not like uh, judgmental about anything you've done or said, but they're like, you know what? I enjoy church at home. Yeah. I'll just keep, and I'm glad you're watching. <laughs> but you know who you are. Think about it. Yeah, so we I was going to say more, but I decided to reel that in. So the body of Christ, the global body of Christ, have, has had all these divisions to deal with. Um, but I, I will say, I, I am so proud of you, Dwell Church, and um, how you have been so faithful to the Lord and faithful to the body here. And um, we're going forward. We are going forward. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to look back and remember. How many of you were here when we started? September 2018. Two. Raise your hand Three. if you were. Four, five. <laughs> there are more. When we began in September 2018. Yeah. Josh Rubio. Right there. Uh, and Tanner and Daisha. There's, there, there are more. I think they're the whites. Yeah. Uh, our beginning was breathtaking. I remember that first Sunday over across the street at Noah's. And then after the first year, all of the Noah's in the Dallas area were going bankrupt. And except ours. But then we got... To the end of that first year, we went a little over one year in that building, and then uh, then they were not going to renew the contract. So we made arrangements and moved over here, and so they ended up going out of business just shortly after that as well. Uh, but the Lord just so we moved here January 2020, and in March with no idea. What was coming in 2020 when we all, you know, I said to the, the dwell team this morning, it, it was, we were gathering when the way we entered the courtyard Marriott in January, 2020, you know, we're, we're sitting in a different world than, than when we entered this place. So we're leaving, uh, we're leaving this place. Um, we ourselves have been through the fire and we have, we have come out <laughs> pure, um, but Yes, but, but our world is different. Our world is different than when we first came to this place yeah, in January so we, 2020. We're living in a different world. This is a global happening. Yeah. And there are some nations that are dealing with uh, more severe circumstances than we are. And, uh, but there are a lot of incredible testimonies, a lot of celebrations. Mm -hmm. uh, we've survived covid but we don't know if the storm's over yet. Yeah. Uh, but we're holding on. We're holding on. So, so what has happened is a whole lot of shaking. Everything that 
that can be shaken has been shaken, and I don't think the shaking is over yet. And a whole lot of purifying. A whole lot of purifying taking place. And so when you decide to say, you know what, I'm letting what's going on around me, I'm, it's like, um, you know, what Bob Sorge preached about the, um, the, the strain, it's the stress and the strain that creates a vintage wine. The, the, the vines go deeper into the soil, right? And so when we choose to go deeper into him, instead of letting the storms of life and everything that's happening around us ravage us and rip us up out of um, our foundation, but instead we decide we're going to plant our roots deeper. And so here we are, here we are standing. If yeah. we're truly called as a people, we have no choice but to take the pressure and move forward. Everybody say, move forward. move forward. We don't serve the kings of the earth. We serve the almighty king, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremiah, the 7th chapter, the 24th verse says this. They went backward, not forward. Let, let's read the, the passage. Yeah. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts and went backward, not forward. Now, Jeremiah is speaking to the people of Israel at a time when they have strayed from the direction of the Lord. And so he sent several prophets to them and they rejected the word. And so as a result, God was allowing uh, the, the king of Babylon to come and take captive. And, and so he's, he's, but this is, this is the indictment towards the people of God. They went backward yeah, yeah. and not forward. Yeah. So forward is an individual choice. Every leader, every pastor, and every person has to decide, am I going backward? Never. Never. <laughs> Everybody say Never. Never. Let's ask you that question again. Are you going backward? Never. Say it with zeal. Are you going backward? Never. Am I going forward? Yes. Am I going forward? Yes. Yeah. So, so you can start confessing to yourself. And we've been doing this even this week as we've, you know, we've had quite a week ourselves. Um, David's father has gone into glory to be with Jesus. And we are um, so happy about that, that he's no longer suffering. Um, but, you know, we deal with things and situations that are difficult. And we say, am I going to, am I going to just stop right here? Give in, give up. What's, what's the alternative? So, so Friday night, was that Friday night or Thursday night? It was, it was Thursday night. We were at uh, Pamela's summit <laughs> And uh, I was getting a text message from my brother and my sister that dad was passing. That um, they, you know, I, they know I'm at church, but they said, you want, probably want to get here as quickly as you can. Dad is passing. And so I just kind of stopped and said uh, to, the, to the group there, I said, guys, I just am getting a text that my dad is passing. Will you, will you just help me? And I've got my brother and sister on the phone. Will you just help us worship him into heaven? And Gracie started singing, all the saints and angels bow before your throne. He's singing a throne room song. And so we just, 
You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. And I just decided, even then, uh, I'm just going to worship. I'm going to lean in. And I know that if I lean into the Spirit, the Spirit is going to lean into me. If you will dare to lean into the Spirit, I promise you the Spirit will lean into you. Okay, so that was us. So we declare we're going forward. Better days are ahead. God is God and He is good. This is our confession. Let's just say it again. Better days are ahead. God is God. He hasn't changed. And He is good. And we are going to do mighty things for God. We're going to do mighty things for God. I want you to say it again. Put this declaration in your mouth. We are going to do mighty things for God. Yeah. So when everything is good, it's easy to say better days are ahead, right? But when everything is bad, that's when the church needs faith-filled leaders. Anybody can steer the boat during calm waters. But when the storm comes, people are looking for a captain. You need a captain when the church is in a storm. We have been in a storm. We've weathered the storm. And the storm might not be over yet. But one thing I know, I will not turn around and go back into the storm. You might be the captain called at your place of work to the person that people look to. The storm is blowing, but they need someone that will stand their ground and say, I am not going backward. I'm holding my ground. Each one of you, wherever you work, this is not just uh, what we do inside the house of God. This is what we do when we go out. It's actually more so to equip you when you go out that you are ready with this sure word of I am going forward. I will never go backward. The way forward will take fearless leaders who walk with God. Leaders who walk with a limp and are totally dependent on the Holy Spirit. Leaders with a clear vision. Leaders that see into the future while holding the tension and difficulties of what is present. It's going to take creative grit, great courage, commitment to the scriptures, true grit, passion, Passion. perseverance, faith, courage, and focus. But Dwell Church, we are going forward. Uh, Let's see. I want you to put up uh, 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 6. You want to read it out loud with me? Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. He's speaking about Moses. All passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. 
for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Paul, uh, I want you to understand why Paul is using this story. Paul didn't have a Bible like we do today. He didn't have a New Testament. He was, he had the Old Testament. He had the first five books of the Bible. And so their Bible, their reference of scripture was going back to the Torah or to the, to the first five books of the Bible. They were shaping New Testament with their lives and writing about it, but they're, they're, they go back to the scripture. So they're using Moses as an example, Paul is interpreting the Old Testament. He doesn't say they drank miracle water. Right. He said they drank spiritual drink. Yeah. Not that they just had the cloud and the pillar, but he says they were under the cloud. They were under the spirit of God, one translation says. Paul goes to this one place in the story where Moses led the people to cross the Red Sea. We want to cover that. I want you to understand this is the great revelation when God told Moses to tell the people, go forward. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. The Old Testament was written just like the New Testament was for our admonition. Israel was the example for us. Yeah. We must understand that these things that were happening were natural but they were also spiritual. And that's how it applies to us. We look at this example and make the spiritual application. I'm going to read this to you now, what, what Paul was referring to. In Exodus, the 14th chapter, starting with verse 13. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, I want you to know where, where he's saying this. He's led them out of Egypt. Now they've come to this place and there's a Red Sea before them and an army is closing in behind them. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. This next piece is interesting. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? I think Moses slipped away. He was hiding, crying out, God, I don't know what to do. I, this, look at, do you see? Do you, do you see? There's no way to go. I, there's, there's the, he first tells him to stand still. Okay, but let me cover this again. Why are you crying to me? God says to Moses, he's not saying this to the people of Israel. He's saying it to Moses. Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. He didn't say, I'll divide it for you. He told him, hold up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. Yeah. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Yeah. He first tells them to stand still and now he tells them to move. Yeah. There's a time to stand still and there is a time to move. Yeah. And it is our time yeah. 
to move. It is our time to move. It took a lot for Moses to, uh, to comprehend this. Moses had not seen the Ten Commandments movie. He didn't know. He could see no movement in the water. He, he, he didn't understand what was about to happen outside of this unusual word. Do you ever get a word from the Lord? Anybody? And you're like, God, I don't get this. And then so, but, but you, you say it anyway. And you yeah. think, this is crazy. I don't know. I, I don't know what this is. This is crazy, but I'm just going to be obedient and say it. And you think, they're going to think I've lost my mind. And then someone always comes forward. That was exactly for me. You don't know what I was going through. But that was word for word what right. I needed. That's right. what, exactly what I needed to hear. Right. Uh, but Moses didn't know. What do you mean go forward? Yeah. Go where? Lift up your staff. Yeah. Stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. Leadership, I love this, leadership doesn't wait upon sovereignty only. Leadership operates under obedience. And sometimes your obedience is in the dark. When we don't know what in the world is going on, you know, I I just want to pause right here because I remember... Just a few months ago, when we were in our staff meeting, deciding whether or not we were going to move forward with this building or not. What's going to happen in the world? What's going to happen with the pandemic? Do we take this on? I think for the first time since the pandemic had begun, this was just three, two, three months ago, we were feeling for the first time the financial strain. Right. And so, you know, of course, we're discussing it and we're like, you know, right. maybe we and, shouldn't do, go for the building right now. Maybe, you know. And, and then we realized, or, or, or actually someone gave us a wise word that said, you know, there is a cost to doing nothing. We're looking at the dollar signs. If we move forward, oh, can we do this? And, and, then, and then the light bulb moment of, you know, there is a cost to doing nothing. And, um, and so we said, we, we felt after prayer and fasting and, um, and even, uh, you know, talking with Bishop Garlington, counseling with Bishop Garlington, and we knew in our heart, this is the right thing. We're going to trust the Lord and we're going to go forward. I remember saying at that staff meeting, I felt quickened. Do you ever feel quickened? You know, you know that term, that's a King James word. I felt quickened and I said, either we move forward or we call it off right now. We, we just, it, we, let's just close down. <laughs> right. We don't have to, we don't have to do church. Either we're going for it all the way or let's just end it. Right, come on. I think I scared and surprised them. But I said, we're doing this. Yeah. And it wasn't just about a building, it was about moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So back to Moses and the children of Israel. Moses obeyed and the miracle started to happen. He tells the people to go forward. 
I love this. Okay, listen to this. Forward is a gateway that you better not miss because it opens up all of the other forwards that are in front of you. The forward right now is the only forward right here. One season, one stage, obedience. Hearing the voice of God. And you move forward seeing what you see, believing what you believe. But it's the only gateway to other forwards. If you go backward, there are are no other forwards. (laughs) Right. If you stalemate, remember there's a cost to doing nothing. If you stalemate, there are no other forwards. You have to take the forward that's in front of you in order to get to the forwards that are coming. So to do that, you must have a spirit of faith and you have to be courageous and you have to believe in what you're doing. I'm telling you, I am so encouraged by this team, by, by this church, but by this leadership team um, that, that has, has so gotten behind this vision and of pouring out their time and energy in this new building. Um, it is like, it is so beautiful to behold. And, um, and, it's, and it says to us, we are behind you. We believe in what we're doing and we are moving forward with you. That reminded me of an announcement we were supposed to make. Oh, uh-oh. What were we supposed to make? We need some help this oh, week. Yes. We need people to come any day, every day. We have a few things we have to. We need people that can do. What, what do we need, Daniel? Upholstery. We have, we're doing some fabric for some sound things that go on the wall. Hanging, we, hanging TVs. TVs. I don't want. Putting together furniture. Okay, so we need your assistance this week. So, um, feel so text very, Daniel Gardner. <laughs> feel, feel very obligated to jump right in. Oh, you can, okay. yeah, you can just come on up to the building. We're going to be there all day and all night, every day this week working. Okay? Okay. So I love this story. We're going to share this story of when the Spanish conquered Mexico. In 1519, during the Spanish conquest of Mexico... Cortez landed on the beaches of Mexico. There were 11 ships, and there were captains from the ships that were speaking to the crews, saying, we should leave Cortez and just go back. This is a horrible situation for us to be in. Cortez heard the whisper. He caught wind of what was going on. Yeah, so what does he do? Does he hang the captains? No. He, he could have. He did the thing that nobody in the world thought he would do. He burned all of their 11 ships. He told them, your only way home is to conquer this empire and go home with their ships. If you don't conquer, there's no way back. No one had ever been able to conquer the Aztecs, but Cortez's people conquered them in two years with 300 men against 5 million Aztecs. Somebody I think, I think of forward. Gideon. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think of Gideon and his 300 men and how God just kept eliminating thousands and thousands of people from the army and, and ended up with 300 who, who 
destroy their enemies. Here, I love this picture. It's, it's so encouraging. Let's keep going. Yeah. So as your pastors today, we're just telling you, congregation of Dwell Church, and we want to encourage you, those who, have, those who are here from around the world, around the nation, whatever situation that you're in, let the voice of the Lord speak to you today that it's time to move forward in what he's asking you to do. But we tell this congregation. Yeah, this staff and, uh, staff and this leadership team that at Dwell Church, there will never be a retreat. There will never be a backwards. Say that with me. There will never be a backwards. Yes. So Dwell Church, I believe you are a yes, Lord church. When he asks, we say, yes, Lord. That's the kind of church you are. Let's ask them that question. Dwell church, are you a yes, Lord church? Yes. Will you say, let us make room for a greater vision? Yes. We have to make room for a vision with prayer and fasting and declarations, teaching and preaching. The church is the eternal institution yes. that will carry out the plans of God in the earth. It cannot be stopped. It will outlast every president, every earthly king, every crown that has fallen to the ground. When all is said and done, the church is still standing. Okay, so we have three quick points for you, Dwell Church, of, of how, the, how we are going to move forward. The way forward will be led by a praying people. Somebody say, a praying people. We will be a praying church. Prayer will be front and center. Prayer is the fire that burns the dross off the church. Prayer is the power that God has chosen to move the church forward. If you don't know how to pray then we'll teach you how to pray. Intercession is not a gift of the spirit. It is the responsibility of everyone. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Yet, yet you, I want you to understand that uh, in so many churches, there are churches that will have 600 on a Sunday, but only 18 show up to a prayer meeting. No longer. No, so, so, so we've been having about 150 on Sunday. Wednesday night, we had a prayer meeting with about 30 people. No longer. We will bring prayer to the Sunday service if that's what we have to do. Because everybody will carry the burden of prayer. Everyone in this house will learn how to pray. I'm not shaming anyone, but I think we've just kind of, uh, we, we said it, it's not intercession. Prayer is not a gift of the spirit. That's just for, you know, that's Pastor Lisa's gifting. I just called you pastor. That's okay. We'll just leave it. That's what an elder is. Uh, Lisa, that's, that's just her area. I'm a blue collar worker. I, I don't, you better learn how to pray. If you don't learn how to pray in this world right now, you're going to get run over. 
So the way forward will be led by a praying people. Point two, the way forward will be led by a prophetic people. We will never be the boring routine church. I'm just going to declare that again. I'm going to prophesy that because we aren't, but I'm going to say we We will will never be a boring routine church. That was what you call a quickening. (laughs) There will continue to be a prophetic edge on our services. People don't come to hear us speak an eloquent word. They are desperate for a word from the Lord. The prophetic lifts people above confusion. It lifts people above all of the chatter that's going on around us. And we have to lift them above the chatter. The prophetic elevates us into a supernatural realm that allows us to see with eyes of faith. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So you are a prophetic people, Dwell Church. And the way forward will be led by a prophetic people. Let, Let me kind of describe that. A prophetic people... It's not even necessarily that you're like, it's not like the prophetic that's part of the fivefold ministry, the apostles, pastors, prophets, teachers. I'm not talking about that kind of prophet. And that does happen in this house, the office of the prophet. I'm talking about a prophetic uh, spirit that lifts people in a room and they're like, they, they came carrying a burden and they're like, maybe they came for the first time and they're like, I don't know what happened. They're walking out here. I'm, I'm going to come back. I, I don't know what that was. See, we've, we've, let, we've let culture tell us, dial down all of that stuff for the sake of the visitor. We don't want to offend the visitor. The visitor wants what? to experience Jesus. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but, but when you allow the prophetic to come and lift the atmosphere, people can see differently. I, I feel better. I have hope. I, I have joy. But, but, but you shouldn't feel hope and joy because I just went through this. No, there's something there that lifted me. We will be a prophetic people. Yes. So our third point in um, Brother Z, if you can come onto the keyboard wherever you are, there you are. The way forward will be led by a presence people. We will be a people that carry the glory of God, but never touch it. (laughs) Jesus. He doesn't share his glory, but he allows us to carry it. And we will be a people that carry his glory. Our vision is to build a house where God dwells. We believe that the presence of God is the place where lives are transformed and shaped into the image of Jesus. We believe that God is looking for places and people in the earth where he can be with his people. That's what we're building here. A house where he can dwell. (laughs) And we're excited to build it with you. Let's go forward. Say it with me. Let's go forward. Say it again. Say it again. Say it till you believe it. Are you ready now? Let's go forward. Now,
shall shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph. We are bringing back the ark. We're bringing back the ark. We are been so, so good to us. We can look back over these three years and we see we have experienced your goodness in the land of the living. And we know that you haven't brought us this far to leave us. But we know and we see with eyes of the Spirit the glorious future you have for us. And so with great faith and boldness to say we are moving forward with you. We want to be lockstep with you. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you're saying to us. May we lead with boldness and courage and faith. I, when you started praying, I remembered this song that the Imperials used to sing. You didn't bring us this far to leave us. You didn't teach us to swim to let us drown. You didn't build your home in us to move away. You didn't lift us up to let us down. Forward, forward. That's our cry. Forward, forward, forward. Thank you, Courtyard Marriott. Thank you. Thank you for this beautiful room. Thank you for time spent in your presence. Thank you for words spoken, words that brought transformation to our heart and to our intellect. Thank you for again and again and again showing us your presence, always being faithful, always inhabiting the praise of your people. Lord, even when we don't understand it, we just kind of just go through motions, but we know that that you don't just abide on a list of songs you abide on worshiping hearts people that live to love you people that live to love you people that live to love you to serve you to worship you even in their conversations at lunch today it's not just the song that's just one of the cars we get to drive but even in our conversation at lunch, wasn't God amazing? What about the presence of God? Uh, we get to take it home with us. We get to look at the podcast and listen again. We get discouraged halfway through the week. Well, then we can come to prayer on Wednesday night at the new building. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We say thank you. And 
I just want us to bless this place, Courtyard Marriott, this ballroom, before we leave today because, um, you know, God has provided us a home, a place to call home. Man, even when I think back in March when we launched this building campaign, it seemed so crazy. How can you try to raise money in a pandemic? People have lost jobs. People have, And we saw God bring in $240,000 in our building campaign. And it's been amazing. And so now we get to move from this place. And I just believe that maybe another church... That, that's just, that's got the, a, a leader that's got the boldness to step out and say, God, I feel like you're calling me to plant uh, uh, something that, that they'll be able to use this space uh, for the glory of God. I know there was a church in here before we came here. And so, um, so Father, right now we just bless the Courtyard Marriott in Allen, Texas. Father, we thank you for every employee here. God, these people have been a pleasure to work with. They have blessed us. They have so accommodated us. And so, Father, we just bless this place. We thank you for the transformation that's happened here in our hearts. And we just call this place to blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church.